there's more to this life than I thought. And James inspires me. The things he says have encouraged me. It's like there's a walk, there's a path, and it's leading to something more real than I've ever known before. And it's exciting. I get around James and I hear things that help me in my life, my work. This work he talks about has become my work. I am excited about the possibility that other people could be affected, other people could be inspired to work on themselves, to grow, to, to realize there's more to this life. Our limited senses, our five senses, reveal three dimensions of the world to us. Now the work teaches that there are six dimensions. I have to tell you that I really don't care how many dimensions there are. For me, this is all initially intellectual babble. Signs and wonders, facts and figures, and I don't really care. It's intellectual fodder, fluff, stuff, until it can be applied in some meaningful way personally so that it can become more than that, so that the knowledge, the intellectual knowledge, can then become understanding. The fact is there is more than we know. See, the, the work says there are six dimensions. We, our five senses reveal to us three dimensions, but there are really six dimensions. Are there really six dimensions? I don't know. Is it only limited to six? I don't know. Maybe there are 12. Maybe there are 200. I don't know. But the work teaches this for a reason, to try and frame an area so that we know how to work in that area. To take it as ultimate truth is a mistake. To understand that if you're digging for something, you mark off an area and you thoroughly examine that area. And then you mark off another area, and then you thoroughly examine that area. And then you mark off another area, and you work in a grid fashion so that you get to cover all of the areas. It's the same way that we do Vipassana meditation. There's a specific series of areas that you put your attention on in a specific order. And it's so that you don't miss anything. It's so that you don't just allow sensations to drag you around and to take you here or there, but so that you direct, so that you discipline yourself to direct your attention to specific areas so that no area is ever left out, so that you cover every area. Makes sense because there may be something that you missed last time or 10 times ago or a thousand times ago that now will produce some, that now will give you something that you didn't have before, an opportunity that you didn't have before. Our psychic reality, which is essentially our thoughts, is based on the three-dimensional world that's moving in time. This is our sense-based world, our sense-based reality, from which our ordinary lives are derived. This is the material from which acquired personality gets its life. This is the substance that it uses. It uses this reality, this world, that's revealed to us by the, three sen by the five senses, this three-dimensional world, it reveals that's, that's moving through time. When I say moving through time, what I mean is it's, it's, it's moving in time. So events for us happen one moment at a time. So the past is back there and the future is up there and we're right here, rarely, very rarely. We're usually back there or up there, but we're not usually right here. There's a reason for that. And the reason for that is important to know because if you can know the reason why you do that, you then have the tools to know how to stop that. But you have to know why. Why should I stop that? What's wrong with that? Why can't I be back there or up there? You can be. This sense-based world, sense-based reality, from which our ordinary lives are derived, becomes our prison. 
the work might call it if you if you as our basement is the basement of ourselves it's our consciousness it's our level of being our personality lives here our personality is what we acquire from the three dimensions moving in time through the five senses i'd like to read to you something that's going to be difficult for some people but difficult should not hinder us difficult just means you may have to pay a little more to get something from it in the gospel according to john chapter 3 verses 26 through 36 and i thought about doing this i thought about you know this is going to really upset some people because some people have such strong reactions to this that it's it's difficult for them to sit still and allow something higher some higher meaning to come to them because they're so used to seeing everything through the the five senses. They're so used to having everything fed to them by this three-dimensional world that if you start to talk about something else, one of the other dimensions beyond this three-dimensional world, they get antsy and resist. So be mindful of that. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have borne witness, behold, he's baptizing and all are coming to him. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. And so this joy of mine has been made full. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard of that he bears witness, and no man receives his witness. He who has received his witness has set his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Now, this is really irritating to some people. I could have stopped before I got to the irritating part about the Son of God and, and that witness and eternal life and the wrath of God abides on him. Those things really plug people in because it plugs them right into all of that guilt stuff that people laid on them through religion. All of that is the three-dimensional world that comes from through the five senses. That's all of the people who don't bear witness to it because they don't understand it. Because what he's talking about has come from above. He who is of the earth, or of the three dimensions, through the five senses, speaks of the earth. When he hears something, he hears of the earth. When he understands something, he understands of the earth. It falls right on the acquired personality, the part that the earth has built, the part that the three dimensions have built have made, have developed, have formed. When the higher truth, the heavenly truth from higher states of consciousness, and remember all that heaven is is an expanding, expanding states of consciousness. It's the possibility of what you could develop into or what you actually are but don't realize, don't fully realize, because you're earthbound, basement-bound, prison-bound, because you're locked up in this acquired three-dimensional world because the five senses only reveal these three dimensions. To understand this, we've got to think in a new way. New ideas open unused connections inside of us. Scientifically, if you think about it, we know that 
new pathways can be made in the brain. I mean, it actually can happen, and it does happen, and they have evidence of this, that something will stop working in the brain, and the brain will reroute. It'll just reroute and make it work again. Well, this can happen with our thinking as well. Just because we're in the basement doesn't mean we can't get out of the basement. Just because we're looking in the corner where there's no light doesn't mean we can't lift up our eyes and look toward where the light is coming from and see more light and begin to take in more features, even right here in the basement. Wider realities appear beyond the senses. Beyond the five senses, there are other senses, internal senses, that we don't use very often that we use accidentally from time to time, but we don't trust because we haven't really learned to rely on them. We don't know how to talk about them because all of our language is derived from the five senses and the three dimensions that the five senses reveal to us. So there's really nothing to talk about in our language unless we use parable and allegory. And that's what people don't understand about this reading that I read this morning is that, look, it's not about the five senses. It's not about the three dimensions. It's not about earthly things. It's not about the acquired personality. It's about something more, something inner, something higher. The five senses only work in the present moment, closing past and future, and limiting our experience to this present moment. Well, that's wonderful. That's great. That's good news. But we don't see that. Well then, okay, well then, if, if that's true, if the five senses only work in the present moment, and if the present moment closes the past and closes the future to us, limiting our experience to only this present moment, then how is it we spend so much time in the past and so much time in the future, and so little time in this present moment? That's a good question, isn't it? More dimensions reveal that the present moment is a cross-section of time. We're not in contact with the present moment to which all existence is confined. Why are we not in contact with the present moment? Here I am in the present moment. What are you telling me? I'm not in, how could you tell me I'm not in contact with the present moment? Well, I'll tell you why we're not in contact with the present moment. Because you're not in your body. You're in your head. Where we spend our time is in our head. We have a whole world constructed there. What we did is we gathered all of this information and then we constructed a world. It's like a, a Warner Brothers movie set. <laughs> you know, if you've ever been to Hollywood and you've gone and you've been on a set, you walk down the streets of this town and all there, and everything looks real. And you walk right around behind this and, it's, and they're, they're big pieces of wood holding up this facade. There's nothing there. And this town, you look and you walk up and, you, and you, you're walking in this dirt and you walk up and you find this plant that looks like a tumbleweed or something. And it's artificial. It's not really there. It's not real. But if you look at it right, through a camera, if you frame it properly, if you put the right kind of light on it, you can make it appear real. You can make people believe that it is real. This is our condition. And this is a prison because when somebody comes and tells us, no, that's not real. I have something else to show you that's real. And we think they, they have a demon. They're, they've gone insane. They're crazy. How could anyone how could anyone not see that this is real? When the whole world and everyone we know in the world all agrees that this is real. And what this other crazy person is talking about is just nonsense. Remember that word, nonsense. It's a good word. The senses relate us to the present moment, but consciousness does not. We're not conscious in the present moment of the senses. We're conscious in the present moment of consciousness, which is constructed. To be conscious in the present moment of the senses 
we would have to be aware and attentive to our senses. Well, I'm aware of my senses. Right. That's how come you can stub your toe. That's how come you can bump your head. That's how come you can hit your thumb with a hammer because you're so attentive and aware. That's how come you can break a nail. That's how come you can knock a cup over. That's how come you can break a dish because you're so aware of your sense world and this present moment. All of you who have meditated know the most difficult thing that you ever have to do is be here in this body in this moment and try and stay here. And how long can you stay here? Let's not even talk about it because that gets into some game of, I can stay there for three seconds and someone else says, oh yeah, well one time I stayed there for four seconds so that makes me better than you. Oh, that's all wonderful. But let's let all that go because that is all consciousness but not sense awareness. Our consciousness working above sense is a confusion of the past, the present, and some anticipated future. What could be more confusing than our consciousness? We don't even know how to define it. What is consciousness? Uh, I don't know, man. Leave me alone, will you? Why are you doing this to me? I didn't come here to answer your questions. What is this, the Inquisition? Leave me alone. Can't you see I'm busy? What are you busy doing? I'm busy wondering why you have to be tormenting me. By memory and imagination, we live behind or in front of this present moment so that actually we can't fit into this present moment. Our consciousness will not allow us to fit into this present moment any more than you can fit your big size 11 or 13 or whatever you wear into your baby shoe. Your toe might fit in. Your big toe might fit in. We're never really in the external world registered through the senses. And isn't that odd? Because here we live in this external world registered through the senses, but we're never really in it. And when we begin to meditate, really meditate, we, we start to see how painfully true and accurate that is, that we are not able to be in this present moment, that our consciousness continually drags us out of this present moment. We call it our mind. We call it sankaras. We call it a lot of different things. The fact is, is that it's, it's this conspiracy of consciousness that continually sucks us out of this present moment, this present sense moment. Each present moment is eternal. Eternity enters each present moment in moving time at a right angle. So think of a cross, the horizontal line of the cross being time, the vertical line of the cross being eternity, except that at every single present moment along that horizontal line, there's a vertical line that is intersecting it. Maybe you can get that, maybe you can't. Try not to lock yourself into an image and a picture in your mind, but try and get the sense of it, that at each present moment, there is an intersecting moment of eternity. In any ordinary moment, it doesn't even matter which it is, in any ordinary moment, we may happen to become conscious of the dimension of eternity. It can happen. How do you know it can happen? Because you have had the experience. You have had the experience of time standing still. You've had the experience of spaciousness, headspace, where all of a sudden, and I don't mean headspace, I mean literally headspace, like a lot of space above your head, a lot of space above you, like growing room, like you could wave your arms around and not touch anything, except in a huge, unspeakable way, spaciousness. We're in both this present moment and eternity. But unfortunately, we are aware of only one. In the fifth way, it says we're already awake, but this is not fully realized. You are already awake because you are in eternity every single present moment. But because we're not aware of the present moment, we are not aware of our eternal self. 
This is the problem that the work seeks to solve. To touch eternity, a feeling of now must enter us. I, distinct from the past or the future, it's the nowness of myself, I now. I now, eternal I now. So now we're into blah, 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 blah. So now, you see, this is where words start to break down. The eternal nowness, I now. Eternal I nowness, beingness, I-ness, isness, spaciousness. And see, it's all of this stuff just makes the mind crazy because it's trying desperately to define this to corral this, to herd this, to contain this, to weigh this, to measure this, to oppose this with something else, to say, well, it's, if it's this, then it's not that. And the mind goes insane with activity, trying to get that. But get out of your head for a moment and just try and feel the space. Just try and feel the space of between. See, there's a space between my words. There's a space between your thoughts. Every once in a while, you can get a feel, an experience of that space between the words, that space between the thoughts, just that stillness. Who you really are is in eternity, not in time. But we're living in time through the senses, not in eternity through internal senses. Essence doesn't have feelings of personality. The feelings of personality are in time only. Personality has feelings. It has thoughts. It has a whole life of its own, apart from your life in eternity. When we are thoroughly identified with personality, its thoughts, its feelings, its life, we know nothing of who we are in eternity. And how we stay in time is by never being in time, but by constructing time in our minds as past, present, and future that moves so quickly that you can't ever stop it. Because now it just went by. Now it's gone. 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 But that's not how it actually is. Because now is eternal. It can never be gone. It is always here. But the mind reels at that thought. Or the mind will go one better. Oh, yes, I understand that. I know exactly what you mean. I have that experience all the time. Okay. Good for you. Or as my friend in Kansas says, goody, goody. She say, oh, goody for you. And she doesn't mean it to be the slam that it sounds like. She just means it, well, that's nice for you. And that's all she means. Because she doesn't mean any harm. We act as we do because we don't feel ourselves rightly. You ever wonder why you act like such an ass? Because you don't feel yourself rightly. You ever wonder why you're rude to people or obnoxious? You ever wonder why you're cross or difficult? You ever wonder why you're demanding? Because you don't feel yourself rightly. You're feeling your yourself in per through personality, through the, three, th through the five senses and the three dimensions, and you're not feeling your true self, your self that is in eternity. If you can get your feeling of self in the eternal you, all these other things become meaningless, really meaningless, comically meaningless. The fourth dimension of time contains all your life. We experience it moment by moment. The only thing that halts its constant running is a feeling of now. As long as thinking is based on the senses, the mind can't think differently, opening new connections. So what that means is our thinking is based on the senses, but it's not based on the senses now. It's based on the senses then and the senses in the future. And the only way to, to stop that is to get a sense of now. But we can't ever get a sense of now because we're always in the past or in the future. And now is something to be avoided because it's boring. 
or whatever. Past and future existing in the eternal now is nonsense. All of your life is in the fourth dimension of time, but we only experience it bit by bit by bit, chop, 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 one step at a time. But we don't like that. We don't like this experience, so we go back to that one and relive that. Oh, just let me think about that one. Oh, yes, that was great. Oh, oh yeah, remember that? Oh, yeah, that was the best ice cream cone I ever had. Oh, and how about that? Oh, and remember, and she was rubbing my back, and oh, that was just the best. And so our, our whole life becomes about that, and our future life becomes about getting that. Well, that was the best because that's what I had. Now I've got to get that again, and this isn't it, so I've got to get, hurry up and get there. And if I can't hurry up and get there, what am I going to do until I get there? Well, I'll think about that. I'll think about how great that was before I can have that again. You know, until I can have that again, I'll think about how great it was. And what about right now? Well, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. Forget that. You know, this is just an annoying thing that has to be pushed aside. You're starting to get the idea? Good. I want you to get the idea. I want it to go past your mind. I want it to go to your heart. I want it to go to your stillness. I want it to go to your understander. I want it to go to your being. I want it to go to something more real in you, something more still. That's why I have so much to say, because I think that if I can get you to walk around it enough, maybe you'll get dizzy and fall in. <laughs> that's, that's really what I'm doing. That's the whole secret to what I'm doing. That's the whole secret of my life. My life is to try and walk people around it so quickly in so many different ways, blindfold them and hold their hand up and make them hold their leg up and hop around it and then hop the other way and then put their head down and do it and then lift their head up and do it. Try all these different ways until they forget themselves. And in a moment of forgetting themselves, they fall in. <gasps> and they find that they're not dead. They find that they're caught in eternity. It's really a beautiful profession. It's what I do. Now, do I actually do it? No, of course not. All I do is just stir the air. All I do is just count out the steps in the dance. It's like a, a, a square dance caller. You know, all I do is, hey, grab your partner round and round. You know, all I do is, do-si-do -si -do now. All I do is just call it. And you either do it or you don't do it. And if you do it, maybe you fall in. And if you fall in, well, then you're going to come back and dance again. Because there's nothing greater than falling in. Because falling in is it. It's what it's about. Losing yourself in it even if it's for a moment. But what do we do as soon as we lose ourselves? We claw at the sides, trying to get out. Ah! So you see all of this past and future existing in the eternal now is nonsense. Why is it nonsense? It's nonsense because the higher dimensions are not realities to the external senses. So it's nonsense. What is sense? Sense, the five senses. So it's nonsense. Remember I said, remember the word nonsense is an important word? It's an important word because to find this, you need nonsense. That's why koans are nonsense. Because to find the eternal now, you can't use the senses. Now, the senses can direct you, but then you have to fall in. Why can the whole life be seen internally? You hear about Buddha and all these enlightened people who see their entire past life. They see countless lives that they've lived. How, that's nonsense to us. I was, I was watching this film, Yogis of Tibet, and this enlightened guy says, uh, he says, you're... He says, you're seeing a bodily form. He said, but that's not. And, you know, and we just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do I sign it? You know, where do I send the check? Because we just, because we're Americans. We know when we're being snookered. We know when we're being, when, when we're being, when it's a hoax. We know when it's a lie because it's nonsense. You don't tell me you're not human. Don't tell. And he's not saying that. He says, look, you're seeing this form, but that's not who I am. He said, I don't really, be, I don't even want to talk about it. I respected him for that because he knew. He knew that we couldn't get it. 
because it was nonsense and we were going to approach it through the senses. And he knew how long it took him to get to nonsense. So why can the whole life be seen internally? Because it's there. We're simply not in a state of consciousness that reveals it. If you don't see something on the horizon that someone else sees, it's not there for you. But the moment you see it, there's this BAM! Oh! And so many things are settled. Your doubt about the other person, your fear that you were being tricked, that you're being used, that you're being made a fool of, all of those things that run our lives when you think about it. Why do, why do we say it's nonsense? Because we don't see it, because we're not in the proper state of consciousness to see it, and we don't want anybody else to be able to see it, because that means we're less than. And we don't like that. Our pride and vanity is offended by that. We don't like that, which of course keeps us in the prison. Because if, you, if, if they can't see it, then you can't see it. You have to say it's not there. So you remain in prison. Brilliant. When you think about it, it's really brilliant. That state can only be accessed through nowness of myself, which we avoid by staying out of the present moment. Nowness of myself. I now. I now. I now. You've heard of iPods and iTunes. This is I now. I now. I record. I now. I be. I now. I nowness. It's nonsense. But remember, the talk today is nonsense. And, you know, the next, next week will be our second, we will have completed two years, two consecutive years every single week, putting out two podcasts every week for two years. I got an email this morning from a guy in Florida, and he said, thank you for your teachings and your perseverance. And I thought, you're welcome. I didn't just think you're welcome. I wrote back and said, you're welcome. It's Perseverance is something that it seems to have developed the habit of over the years. It just does that. And it, I, I, I don't take credit for it. It's just, it just does that. It just, is, it just perseveres. So it's just what it does, and I get to take advantage of it. And you get to take advantage of it. And he was saying thank you for that, and I was glad that he did. And I'm still glad that he did. He said, I'm still here. I'm still here. And he's been along the way for nearly two years. I'm still here, and I'm still trying to work. And it's hard not to identify. I said, yeah, it really is. But that's the key to everything. Non-identification is the key to everything. That really is the linchpin, in my opinion, from, from my perspective now. That may change. Your mileage may vary. Are we predestined? Yes and no. Time has parallel lines that we travel according to our inner state. What that means is, if you're in a state that's connected to the five senses, then certain things are going to happen to you. But if you can somehow let go of that, if you can somehow fall in, well, immediately there's this updraft, and, she goes, and it sweeps you up. And the next thing you know, you're on this higher line, this different line. So it's like telegraph wires. You're on this different wire. And that just leads to different things. So you're predestined, yes. You can only go where the line you're on is going. But you're not predestined because you can change lines, which is kind of cool when you think about it, which makes development possible. So everything's still going to happen, but you can change how it happens by what line you're on. Am I making sense? Okay, I like to make sense occasionally. It's not necessary. It's not absolutely necessary. But from time to time, it's nice to be able to make sense, even if this is nonsense. If you enjoy negative emotions, you travel the lowest line. By not identifying, we rise vertically, traveling higher, and we reach a higher horizontal timeline. When we reach a higher horizontal timeline, we may travel that line a lot more slowly than we travel a lower line. And because you're higher, you can see more past and future. In other words, you can just see more line. But down here on these low lines of the three dimensions revealed through the five senses, it's like a horse wearing blinders. We can't see much at all. 
But when we get higher, our view is expanded. And we see that the past is not really past and the future is not really future. It's just part of this line. And that now accesses every bit of the line. And if you are in the now, then all of the line is now. Now we're into the nonsense again. So either you fall in or you don't at this point. If you didn't fall in, don't worry about it. We can dance again. Do you like to dance? Good, then we can dance again. It's not a problem. And I will, I will call dances for as long as you will dance. As long as you show up to the dance, I'll play the music. Because I love the music and I love you. And I love this work. And what else is there? There isn't anything else. Being develops vertically. Higher being is above lower being. At this moment, you can go with eyes below or above you. But first, you must accept this present moment in order to access eternity. So this is why I've instructed you recently to try and be more in your sensations, be more in your body, occupy your body. Actually, be conscious and attentive about living in your body, about taking up all of the space in your skin. That's what I'm asking you to do. Take up all of the space in your skin as often as you can. So while you're listening to me, be taking up space in your skin. Be taking up space in your hand. Then be taking up space in your fingers. Then be taking up space in your other hand and your other fingers. And then it gets a little more difficult as you move up your arms. It's easier in the hands for some reason. But if you'll think about it, if you'll do it right now, if you'll get in your hand, you'll find that it's pretty easy to get in your hand. Pretty easy to have sensations about your hand. But as you travel up towards your shoulder, you'll find that it's more difficult. Or maybe not. Maybe for you it's not that way. But I find for many people it is that way. Accept this present moment in order to access eternity. Say yes to this present moment. Say yes to the pain in your finger. Say yes to the pain in your head. Say yes to the itch on your toe. Say yes to the crick in your neck. Say yes to it and accept it. Simply accept it. And you have access to this present moment. It's our resistance that keeps us from accessing this present moment. The linchpin of this work is the practical application of the ideas shared in the podcasts. If you'll go to solidrockvista.com, to the thoughts page, I've written a number of articles that will help you to practice the principles that we're sharing with you in the podcasts.